Hi, I'm Kalen Hepworth, the National Accounts Coordinator with DKI. Hi, I'm Ryan Power, Junior Project Manager at DKI TCR. And you're listening to Across the Street, Across the Country. I mean, going through those photos, they're obviously not from an easy time. There's a few tears shed here and there. Everyone with DKI has a backstory, of course, unique in their own way, but usually that common thread of wanting to help. Dan Fitzpatrick's backstory, how he came to be the kind of person and the kind of DKI leader he is today, well, that's especially distinct. Dan and his family decided to share that special and touching story via a nicely produced video. He joins us later to explain what led to this decision. It's not uncommon for couples, as in partners in life, to also be partners in business. DKI is no different. Indeed, we've spoken to many since this show started about a year and a half ago. But we speak to a couple who aren't exactly partners, per se, at DKI. They share with us how they negotiate that unique working relationship. On this, episode 18, season 2 of Across the Street, Across the Country. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Denny Grignell. Hey, for many years, my wife and I worked together as equals. In fact, we met as work colleagues, career peers, if you will. No different than many of the DKI owner couples listening now. Two people on the same footing, the same level of responsibility and authority. But what would it be like for a couple where, say, one is in head office helping shape and carry out big corporate decisions while the other is on the front lines on the actual job site. Those are two very distinct camps, after all, where one might want to tread lightly, carefully, in conversation with your partner about your work after work. Kaylin Hepworth and Ryan Power are this couple, equal partners in life. They recently moved to North Bay. That's where Kaylin works from home, their new home, as the National Accounts Coordinator with DKI Corporate, and Ryan is a junior project manager with DKI TCR in that city in Ontario's near north. And here's another interesting twist in this story. DKI TCR was recently purchased by Kalen's dad, whom we spoke to in our last episode. Ryan also worked for David as a tradesperson before David took over DKI TCR last June. Do you have all that? You got all that? Well, we'll let Kaylin and Ryan tell their story, which they shared with me when I visited them in North Bay. I'm not going anywhere. I was actually with DKI before I met Ryan. So I've been with DKI four years this December. So it's been a while. <laughs> you would have been like a teenager back then. I was. I was. Yeah, I started it in my first year of university. Uh, I moved in back when we had the internal call center. Uh, that's where I started out there. So what was your reaction when you learned that your partner, Ryan, was not only joining DKI, but he was joining in a different capacity? Because, and I'm choosing my words here carefully, mm -hmm. on the hierarchy of employment, you weren't necessarily on that same level. Well, it was definitely different because the transition before 
my dad moved into this company, actually, Ryan and my dad were working together. So the move was kind of a transition from what was before to now. So I don't know if I necessarily thought about it as much in that capacity as more my family's moving into DKI more as sure. Uh, so it was an interesting transition for sure, but I, I welcomed it as an opportunity, I think to grow from understanding a member's perspective as well, as opposed to just the perspective I had at home, kind of getting to hear the different opinions. <laughs> now, conversely, Ryan, I mean, you were coming into this. Yes, you had worked with Kalen's dad, but not with DKI. Yeah. Now you're all kind of under that same DKI umbrella. Kalen's now in, in head office and you're, you're a technician. So what was your feeling coming into this given your personal relationship as well? I guess it feels like a family uh, company now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It was definitely a change of pace. Now you and Kalen are essentially, well, you're, well, not essentially, you're working for the same company in, in, mm-hmm. in a different, on a different level. So what, yes. what, what, going into that, what were you thinking? Um, I thought about it was, it was pretty positive, I guess. Was it different than maybe if you were working shoulder to shoulder, be it in an office or out in, in, yeah. in the mud? Definitely <laughs> different. Um, it was, I went to Halifax about three weeks of three to four weeks ago. For the floods so i was working and then kale and i would be talking to him and he'd be talking about somebody because he was doing the the back end of it and then it would become full circle where i would see oh this is what kale was talking about earlier today about this client as like, oh so that was different because it was a, working a lot closer alongside each other is there a balance there kalen that both of you may be privy to certain information in your respective camps that you have to be careful how do you balance that? The, hey, I want to share some stuff about work, but uh, this is different. This isn't, you know, where you're working in retail or somewhere completely different than me. It's true. There are definitely parts that get shared and parts that don't. Like, it's it depends where it is because some of my responsibilities do have to do with the intake of claims, which go directly to them. And with those, Ryan gets all of that information, or he did at that time as well. So it was kind of that we could have the open communication. It just kind of depends, I think, on what I'm working on at the time, because there are some commercial clients in, in North Bay, we don't actually have access to some of them as much. Uh, so some of the information that I learn, for example, wouldn't have any impact here anyways. And then of course, there is always some level of privacy. I, I wouldn't say there's a lot of information that isn't fairly transparent with the membership. But you've got to be thinking about that, Ryan. When you come home and you bring your your job home, as we all do, let's face it, and I I just wonder how you manage that to go, okay, are you thinking more before you share something? When you're at home, the day's done, and you're at the dinner table. Like, we don't have a job where it's like, hey, we can't talk about it, which would be kind of hard. I think we're pretty open about stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, we're working in the same industry. So it's kind of like, maybe we don't even want to talk about it by the time we get home. Just because you're tired of it? Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. I'm very much, when I get home, I'd like to just not think about work. But it's always, I mean, living with David and Kalen, it's very much, I never get away from work. But it's also nice, I guess. Well, having spoken to a lot of people who own DKI outlets, the husband and wife, they have all admitted that, yeah, we've tried to not talk about work when we're at home, but we just gave up. 
Yeah. So how, how important is it? Where are you on that spectrum that, no, we're going to diligently not talk about work or let's just throw our arms up in the air and just make it work because we know we're going to do it. Honestly, I don't mind talking about Like I like when we get into a good conversation, we're like, you know, trying to figure it out and see where we're at. It gets it, you know, it, it can be kind of nice to sit at home instead of sitting at the office and talk about it. Cause then you're at home, you know, you can relax, you can have a drink if you wanted to or whatever the case. Take your is. boots off. Take your boots <laughs> off essentially. But, uh, it definitely can be too much. There is time and a place. Like if you're going away for the weekend to a cottage or something, then that, that's the point where I'm like, I don't want to talk about work unless something happens, you know, an emergency comes in and then we have to deal with that. But for the most part, I would, you know, that's where I kind of draw the line. I wonder, Kalen, if there might be an advantage. I mean, we've talked a lot about the, oh, keeping your guard up. But given that you have different roles and you're on, you know, you're in head office and, and you're one of the boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's an advantage there and that maybe you're able to learn something from by living, you know, by, by having a partner who is that boots on the ground. And conversely, are you learning maybe more empathy for the person in the in the, the office? I definitely for sure when I first started it. Cause I would listen to Kalen's phone calls when you would get them sometimes. I'm like, or like I would, I'd hear him talking and I'd be like, what is he, what does he mean by that? And now that I'm in the industry, I'm like, okay, I can see, I can see the relation. I can kind of like figure, I'm, as I'm figuring it out, I'm like, okay, this is what, and now I can take that knowledge and address it my own way to, I guess, make it easier for myself. How about you, Kayla? Knowing that you're living with somebody, your partner is somebody who's coming home with dirt up to his knees and he swung <laughs> a hammer or a or a, a pickaxe or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it, it gives a lot of perspective um, and it's really helpful in understanding. Like I, I found something that's kind of nice is being able to understand how he's seeing something. Did you ever remember him coming home going, oh, I just spent, you know, four hours on something that I thought was going to take half an hour? Or I think definitely time frames. Yeah, there definitely will be times when he comes home and he'll be like, today was a lot slower than we were expecting because it was just it's it's a different perspective. Like even thinking about when he went to Nova Scotia for the events Mm. Uh, when we would talk then, although it was over the phone. So it was a little different. You would always get the comment back and it's like, Oh, this is the big leagues here that I'm down. It was different because he's like, Oh, I bounced from this job to this job. And I, I appreciated how much busier it was to do all of that bouncing back and forth. And what was essentially a, a somewhat different role from what he was doing here, just a bit more, I guess, managerial. I would think there's a different dynamic than somebody just sharing that anecdote in an email or or in, even in person. But you see him come home, I guess, and, and you can see how literally physically tired or how what this has been like. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's very different. And you can see, especially when the claims come in later at night and they have to go out. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, I'm right in the middle of making dinner and <laughs> gone, yeah, <laughs> which happened. True. I want to say that was when the within the first couple of weeks of starting up owning the business, that's when it happened. It was like we're cooking dinner gone. And then they're gone for a couple hours, of course, dealing with the emergency and dinner gets cold. So that was definitely a bit of a, you appreciate it a lot more. When I first started at DKI, one of the things you'd have to do is you would call people when they had an emergency to let them know that it's there and mm-hmm. essentially someone has to manage it. So it's very different because you do, feel somewhat bad when you call them at that time and you're like, Oh, you know, I know it's dinner, but here this new claim came in and 
you appreciate it a lot more when you're the one having the dinner and then the emergency comes in and you're like, yes, people have to deal with it. But also, I wish I could have finished dinner first. <laughs> you both relocated here to this area. And this is not a major center with an urban-like set of distractions. How does that affect or how does it help or maybe challenge, create challenges for your two relationships at work and at home? It's definitely hard. The big change and then like we're obviously young and we had a lot of friends back home. So I guess the change is very different in the sense that we don't go out very often or stuff like that. It's nice here. It's quiet. Sometimes too quiet, but we try and stay busy. We go on hikes. We're always working on the house or stuff like that. I would say the biggest change is probably it's a difference for like location of family. I have a lot of family from Sudbury, so we've been a lot closer to them and we have some family in Sturgeon. And then I know it's been in transition for Ryan with his family as most of his family is further away. now. It's been good. It's just been different. There's less people around, but we've still been able to see them when they come up. More of an appreciation for time spent with others. You can tell you got that local northern boy in you, Kalen, because you refer to it as Sturgeon, not Sturgeon Falls. You just called it Sturgeon. (laughs) And you actually said, we're going to be heading down south. Ryan, have you ever given some thought down the road to pursuing a head office role and how that might change or not change your relationship if you're both on that in that same office? Um, I've definitely put some thought in. I mean, I did the three weeks in Halifax working with the CAT team which was like a big change of pace as much as like we don't we don't tend to have the volume of that in North Bay like ever so that was like big adrenaline rush it was a lot of fun for me like the stress level was high and I I love stress in that sense of you know if you if you can sink or if you can swim or so I I don't know I I really enjoyed that so as I, as I said to Kalen, that was a big leagues, and it's kind of addicting. So I'm not I'm not too sure. I haven't written it out that I wouldn't mind doing that eventually, but I'm comfortable where I am right now. My thanks to Ryan Power and Kalen Hepworth for telling us how they balance their professional relationship to DKI with their personal relationship with each other. We hope you'll subscribe and rate us and tell others about Across the Street, Across the Country, which is a production of DKI Canada, a leader in Canadian property restoration. DKI Canada provides services to insurance, commercial and residential clients from coast to coast. Whether it's an emergency response, water damage mitigation, fire and contents cleaning, mold remediation or a complete reconstruction, DKI members are available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. If you are ever in need of emergency assistance, here is the number to call. 1-855-DKI-TODAY. That's 1-855-354-2329. I brought Dan in for his one-year checkup. And he was obviously having some discomfort in his stomach. And right away, my doctor said, I don't normally like to x-ray babies, but I really need to see what's going on in there. We had two other children, and I know when they start x-raying babies that it's probably something that's not good. Those were some heart-wrenching memories shared by Donna Fitzpatrick about her and husband Brian's son, Dan. 
It's part of a recent professionally produced video called Dan's Story. It recounts the younger Fitzpatrick's journey when he was just a toddler diagnosed with a serious illness, which he ultimately overcame following aggressive medical treatment and surgery and a stay at Ronald McDonald House Charities in Alberta. Dan is all grown up now, looking very fit and healthy. I know this because I met him last spring at Evolve, DKI's annual conference. That is also where Dan shared his story from the stage for the DKI members in attendance. Today, Dan is an operations manager with DKI RCCRD in Red Deer, Alberta. That's where I've reached him. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming on to the program. Thanks for having me. You've been very open about sharing your story and your relationship to Ronald McDonald House, but that was often just with maybe close friends or DKI colleagues. Now, participating in this video, that meant putting it all out there for everyone to be able to see. Can you walk me through that decision? Well, I I would have to say just with DKI being a large supporter of Ronald McDonald House Charities, it's kind of a, a a platform for us to jump in and and try and help that cause um one that's meant so much to us you had a relationship with ronald mcdonald house charities long before you joined dki do you remember that you're smiling do you remember that moment when you joined dki and discovered that oh what a coincidence that they support this organization that i have an intimate relationship with i didn't i, I actually wasn't aware of it when i first started with dki but it's come to light over the years that that was a, a charity that they decided to support. And I couldn't have been happier. I wasn't fully clued into how big of a support we could do nationally across Canada, how much help we could give them. So I guess it didn't really sink in until I started sitting in some of these evolved meetings and hearing about uh, the numbers that we are starting to put forward. Uh, so I had mentioned it to Chris Schmidt and he asked me if I would be willing to talk to the group. And I, I guess I didn't have a lot of time to prepare it, but, uh, it, it really did give uh, a good opening chance to, to share that story. And, uh, I got a lot of good feedback from a lot of the members too. People, uh, came up and gave me support in, in being able to go up and share my story. Oh, I, I was there and I, I, I don't think anybody did not have a lump in their throat when they heard your story. And despite the fact that you say it wasn't prepared, it was very heartfelt. You and your parents, you shared a lot of family archive video for that video. How much digging did you have to go through to, to pick the actual clips that would be used for that, for Dan's story? That was a couple of weekends, uh, going through old photo albums, finding the old VHS tapes. Uh, DKI did a really good job. They were able to convert the old VHS tapes to a digital format so that we could use those in the in the video. Yeah, Maria Reinhardt did an, uh, an amazing job producing uh, that video. But I, but I just wonder for you and your parents to revisit, because I'm guessing it had been years since you'd seen a lot of those photos, a lot of those videos, and now you're going through it going, we got to go with this one. Oh, no, hang on, there's a better one. Tell me about that moment. Yeah, I, I mean, going through those photos, um, they're obviously not, not from an easy time. So I know there's a few tears shed here and there, Going through and seeing pictures of no hair, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, that kind of stuff. It doesn't represent a happy moment, 
in our lives. So I, I would say probably wasn't the easiest thing to uh, to dig through all of that again, but a worthwhile venture. It's a little tougher on my parents just because they they remember every single minute of that. Tell me about their decision to participate in the video, because obviously this affected them as well. Just that whole experience of sharing their story, going through the videos and then seeing the final product. Yeah, I, I guess um, for for my family, it's not something that we talk about a lot. It feels like every time you bring it up, it, it's like opening an old wound. And my parents had to weigh that out for a few weeks before they agreed to to participate in the video. But originally, we had kind of anticipated that they would not have involvement. Um, and they changed their mind a couple of weeks later and, and said that they would. So, Well, we're grateful for their contribution to it because it adds so much to your story. Hey, in the video, as you're walking through Ronald McDonald House as an adult with your parents, um, you've got your hands in your pockets. And I noticed your eyes kind of wide, you know, like you're, you're taking it in and, and there's a slight smile on your face as you're just slowly walking through that house that was your home for a short while. C can you tell me about that experience of revisiting it a number of years later? Yeah, so uh, it, it was really neat to see because they've expanded that Edmonton Ronald McDonald house uh, so much from when we remember it. I do remember some of the rooms from before but my my parents have a, a pretty in-depth knowledge and they when we were walking through they were like oh this kitchen wasn't here before and these rooms here were non-existent before um probably the the point of that tour where my eyes went the widest was when i saw the magic room in the basement where they give the kids the toys through a little secret door. I, th I thought that was a pretty neat experience for kids going through a hard time. Yeah. I wonder if the operations manager and you went, hmm, there's some nice handy work there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In the video, you mentioned how comforting it is that Ronald McDonald House's values align with yours. And you mentioned that uh, when we started our conversation Beyond it providing comfort, why is that shared philosophy between you personally and RMH so important to you? Um, I I think that we, a lot of us are, are very fortunate and to be able to give back to charity that has done so much for my family, it's, uh, I feel pretty lucky and privileged to have the opportunity to do some things to support them in whatever way I can. Well, thanks to your parents and thanks to you, Dan, for participating in the video. It's it's a lovely, lovely video, which we can find on YouTube. And thanks for, for talking to me today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Dan Fitzpatrick, Operations Manager with DKI RCC Red Deer. And you're listening to Across the Street, Across the Country. That video we were talking about, Dan's story, is on the DKI Canada Facebook page. It's also on YouTube. In the search bar, just type in Dan's story DKI. DKI Canada actively contributes to creating a better future through environmental protection and social responsibility. Focused on leaving things better than DKI found them, 
DKI is committed to using environmentally sustainable cleaning products and mitigating risk in environmentally sustainable ways. Last week, we welcomed Cassie Noble as a new addition to our team of theme music contributors. That's her music you're listening to right now. Across the Street, Across the Country is written, produced, and hosted by me, Denis Grignon. Stay warm, stay dry. It is November, after all, no matter where you live. And of course, stay safe. Talk to you in a few weeks. I'm stubborn, and I know that it's hard sometimes to take, but you take me anyway.